listening to Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim and Friends. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? All right, I'm good. Sorry, trying to trying to get stuff set up here. So, guess what, co-host, Mr. C. A. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim. I'm so excited you accepted my um, letting me volunteer you as my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for volunteering me. It was a pleasure and honor i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh we're gonna have a good time coaching after dark with coach kim is just getting started lots of exciting things lined up as you already know right right so today we have a very interesting guest that we're going to be talking to we have a young lady that actually found her biological family through that ancestry.com website nice I know. haven't done yet, but I, I may have to now. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You haven't done it yet? No. Oh, my. What are you waiting on? I don't I don't know. I don't know, but I might need to go ahead and do it. See where the trail leads. Hey, you never know. This young lady happened to find her actual biological family. And here I was just trying to find out what tribe I belong to. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty interesting. I can't wait to hear her story. I just yeah. sent out a request for her for her to join in on our conversation. But uh, okay. I mean, just right off the top, can you think of anything that you would want to ask of, of Miss? I think her name is Christina. Christina Willis. Christina. Yeah. Uh, I guess you know um, what made her want to do it. Uh, how old? How old she is? Uh, I guess, or, or maybe how old she was at the time she started the process. Uh, and since doing so, has it brought peace? Has it opened up the doors for many other conversations? Uh, you know, just how does she feel now knowing what she knows? Oh, I'm really now, how? Like, how did this web connect to biological family like i mean that just blows my mind right like wow like all this time i'm thinking all they're doing is because they say we don't keep your dna okay if you're not keeping my dna um how did how did it happen then huh <laughs> <laughs> just makes you wonder what's really going on yeah 
that's pretty cool. So I'm I'm curious to know what um her parents thought about this. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if she found her biological family was adopted, like what's going on? That's yeah. What I want. No doubt, no doubt. I'm sure it was a long conversation once uh all these doors started opening. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the story. Hopefully, she'll in now. One other thing. I- she was uh she lives in Tennessee and okay we were initially supposed to do the interview yesterday was unable to because they got hit by um the swarm of tornadoes tornadoes right yeah yeah so uh last time i spoke with her because i did confirm uh or before calling you that she's still and she said she would except for the fact that they don't have any internet oh so i'm not sure be able to connect to the podcast we'll give it a try and see yeah we'll give it a try see how it goes indeed indeed i'm excited can't wait to hear now uh too bad we can't let the listeners chime in right now because i would love to hear some ideas on what we should actually call this episode that's a good question I'm, i'm sure you'll get a lot of uh a lot of names uh once it's all said and done uh, huh. I know. Like, hmm. Ancestry.com says you are <laughs> not Mari Povich. You're not doing a Mari Povich show. <laughs> I don't know which way to go. Uh, well, while we are waiting on Miss Christina, I guess we'll go ahead and play a song. All right. Any requests? I don't know. You got something from the Ozzy Brothers? I mean, it's Sunday. You know, uh, we're talking about family. Hey, you know, we got access to everything. <laughs> everything. Our show is sponsored by Spotify, so we have access to their whole catalog. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right. Something from the Ozzy Brothers coming right up. Thanks, Mr. CA, for recommending. <laughs> listening to Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim and Friends, the morning show for night shifters. This podcast is run on Spotify with musical selections. However, an edited version of non-musical entries is played on all other outlets. We do have streaming courtesy of an artist known as Brew, Sugar Baby, and Mantra. So sit back, relax, enjoy the conversation. And if you want the full version, head on over to Spotify and check us out. The CAD Podcast. We're ready for you. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim. You are on the line with Coach Kim. That's me. And Mr. CA, my voluntold co-host. <laughs> How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. We- technical difficulties in the beginning but thankfully we figured it all out so we are all here together Christina I have first of all am I pronouncing your name correctly because I see the spelling is Tinia or Tina I'm having you're going in and out Kim I'm sorry all right is this a little bit better yes it is okay uh, I was asking, what's the correct pronunciation of your name? My name is Christinia. 
Thenia. Thenia. Yes. Got it. Got That's it. beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm going to, uh, I've given the, our audience a brief history on the fact that Ancestry.com, this website that most of us are using just to find out what region of Africa we come from, actually helped you to be able to locate a biological family that you didn't even know you had. <laughs> Correct. That's right. <laughs> so it's like blows our minds. We're just, we just are so full of questions. Um, but before we get started on, on your journey and your story and this very intriguing tale that you're going to give us, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Christinia? Um, Christinia is multifaceted. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I wear many hats. I am, as of now, a 44-year-old divorcee. I'm a mother of three beautiful girls, um, a grandmother, soon-to-be grandmother of my <coughs> grandchild. Super excited about that. Um, licensed hairstylist, real estate agent, local artist, and photographer. So I kind of do some of everything. Oh, wow. Do it all. I like that. I, I'm already thinking, like, okay, I need my hair did. <laughs> <laughs> Probably fly jets too. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay, okay. Probably on the list though. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing to be able to accomplish so much. And so you're not even 50 yet, and to be able to accomplish all of that. You know, back in the day, like my parents' days anyway, you find one career and you stick to it, whether you like it or not. It, it's yeah. that. Right, right. So just to see a young lady embracing all of her talents and not limiting herself, it, it's amazing. And I love hearing that. Oh, thank you. All right. So let's get into this story. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Quite a story. It's a familiar feeling. <laughs> I know. So, uh, so CA, what, what's the most, we'll let you start. What's your question? <laughs> Um, I guess what made you want to do this in the first place? Was it something you heard? Was it a story at a a family function one holiday? And then you just said, you know what, I'm going to figure out uh, my origin story. Um, Well, actually, for me, uh, my situation was a bit different. Um, My father, so my father... Um, found out that he was, uh, we're going to use the word adopted, um, uh-huh. at the age of 34, um, during his, his mother was uh, in the process of passing, and she felt the need to tell him, I'm not your birth mother. Uh-huh. Um, and that, that was, of course, a shock to him, because he was 34 years old, and right. to his knowledge, had uh, nine siblings that he yeah. was uh, raised with uh, um, and to find out that um, him and his sister were not biologically his parents. Um, mm-hmm. His father had, had passed away uh, prior to his mom. So he came home and I remember just, uh, he, he wasn't himself. My dad was my best friend. I mean, from, from, all that I can remember, you know, it was always just me and my dad. Um, And I can, I remember hearing him talk to my mom in detail about feeling lost, not knowing who he was and 
he really struggled with identity. Um, we were raised very close knit. So my father was military. So we grew up in Tennessee and my mother's family originally is from Tennessee, but another part of where we are locally. Um, and we would always travel back and forth between Tennessee and Brooklyn, New York to his family. Um, we had, um, strong values that he was raised on. So he kind of questioned everything, you know, uh, some things you just never let go of, you know, because that's the way you were raised, but it, it left him with a lot of questions. And as I got older and the internet came about, (laughs) um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how old were you when, when this happened, when your dad came home and you know, when I I was 10 years old. Um, okay. I, I was 10 when we heard the first conversation. Okay. Um, and it was a, so we grew up having family meetings when anyone went through something, um, the entire family was always involved and we'd sit down and including the children, we'd sit down, have a conversation and our household had a talking stick. Hmm. So during these family meetings, whoever held the stick had, had the floor, had the floor. Yeah. and it just made it very organized and easy for everybody to get their questions and answers out or whatever you felt in your heart to speak about um so during that meeting you know the kids were kind of quiet because we we didn't quite understand what that meant you know my mom's not my birth mother and I remember um my mother was is also from a, a large family and her brothers um gathered around my dad and just gave him encouragement you know you know wow. we're here for you and whatever we can do to help you know that you're not alone in that. Wow. Um, so those are things that I remember growing up um, from the, the initial event. Mm-hmm. But when the age of the internet came about and it was really easy to search and get information, um, I, I took an interest in it because I remember the hurt that my dad had from it. Yeah. And every so often he would, you know, refer to himself as he found out who his birth mother was, she she did give that information in the original birth certificate. So um, there were times that, you know, he would make phone calls back to New York and they would always say that there was no record of him at all. Um, and that made it rough. And even right. as I got older, um, probably <clears throat> the first search where I had some contact with someone was about 15, 15, 16 years old. I used to use the school library to research um and we would always come up on leads but find out that you know oh wrong person Mm -hmm. or as we got older it was just that people didn't want to talk about it so um uh fast forward a few years when i was 18 um i met my my husband now ex-husband and he had a similar situation so he was adopted. Um, once I found out I was pregnant, he had he questioned like, well, what if our daughter has health issues or, right. you know, I would like to know who I was. And I actually had my daughter prematurely at 22 weeks. Wow. So there were a lot of questions of why I had her early. Um, they needed to know family history and we didn't have it. So we ran into a roadblock. Um, we were able to search and find his family in less than a year. So okay. I kind of got good at at searching, and that sparked an interest in me searching for my father's birth family again. 
Um, But for my father, we kept running into roadblocks and I didn't quite understand that. It was like he just didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So um, when we came about to Ancestry, um, I did, I initially took the blood test myself at that time. This is years later. So um, my dad was, um, he developed illness from Vietnam. Oh, and, so your dad was in the military? Yes, he was. Okay. Um, he was a Vietnam vet, and um, he he developed several illnesses from being exposed to Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. And so that made him bedridden, and that's how we would spend our time together. Um, we would sit down, and, you know, he'd tell me, pull up the computer, and let's see what we could do today. So, you know, we would go over different things in his childhood, names that he remembered of elders uh-huh. and things like that just to, to try to find out contact information, um, mm-hmm. being that he wasn't able to travel back to New York. So this um, came like, um, uh, well, I mean, you guys were already close, but this was more bonding time for you guys and something that you two shared together. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, it became like a, <laughs> it was not so much a game, but it, it, was en- it was enjoyment because we were bonding. Right. And just being able to listen to like childhood stories or or have him be able to talk about um, different people in the neighborhood and how he grew up. Cause he had a very colorful um, childhood, to be honest. Um, so I, I chose to set out on my own and take a trip to New York and go to the old neighborhood, visit houses, knock on doors. And I just kept hearing the, no, don't want to talk about it. Or the the popular, just leave it alone. You don't need to know. So yeah. how old were you yeah. at the time when you took on this grassroots campaign to go to New York <laughs> and not say grassroots? <laughs> and she ran for office. So at, at that time, I was in my late twenties. Okay. Uh, we were st- stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, so it made it easier for me to shoot up the interstate um, and go. We call it up top. So go back up top and. Not so much for family. I It was kind of like a campaign. I was really low-key. I didn't let my, my aunt know that I was there. Okay. Um, I just kind of set out on my own through Brooklyn knocking on doors. Wow. Um, I wouldn't advise that now <laughs> <laughs> to <Yeah>. anybody. <laughs> so definitely a different time. <laughs> um, but I, I did get a lot of no's. Let's leave that alone or, you know, just enjoy your dad. We don't have to talk about that. So then, I, um, I knew that something was wrong, <laughs> you know, uh, that people didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, you say, I'm sorry, Christina, but when you say people didn't want to talk about it, you're referring to um, people within the family. Oh, no. Um, I went back to the neighborhood. So, so this, uh, <laughs> um, most of the people in his family um, had passed away. Okay. So any that I knew, oh. um, they were all deceased. So when I say well, people in the neighborhood, I mean actual so, the old neighbors and whatnot. And you yes, know they, old neighbors. So uh, New York New is York. the communities are tight. Yeah. Um, and my father was raised Hebrew, um, and and went to a. They ended up going to a Jewish church. So it, in the area that he was from, uh, he grew up in Bedford Stuyvesant, and went to church in Jamaica Queens, New York. And then okay. that that certain area is not really a lot of black people there so <laughs> yeah. uh, best way to say it so if you're knocking on doors and talking to elders like they definitely remembered him 
Um, and the, the community as a whole was pretty tight knit. Everybody kind of knew each other. Uh, so well, when I would bring well, up my grandmother's York. name, or, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. You know how it is up in New York. Snitches get stitches. So nobody was going to tell you anything. Not at all. <laughs> um, and so we, we happened to find out kind of the backstory about my father just by circumstance. circumstance. Um, one of my aunts was um, a police officer and just in talking to another a fellow officer about someone that was brought in the 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 whispers started um, as far as the names that was being released um, I won't say those names due to the mm-hmm. circumstance um, but there was a story that caught her attention and uh, it seemed familiar it was like well you know we heard whispers of this in the family and and let me call my brother and see. So there was a tie there. Um, that, for instance, still wasn't confirmed, which led me to do the DNA test. So because no one would talk about whether this particular person was actually my father's father and who the mother, who his birth mother was, I thought, well, you know, you see the commercials and, and they take DNA tests all the time. So let me do a DNA test. Right. And run it through Ancestry and see what happens. Well, for me, nothing happened. <laughs> Again, it was like I'm, I was finding my mother's family, but I knew them. Right. So it didn't make sense that everybody that was that I was recognizing was not related to my dad or my aunt, who also had uh, information that was ran through Ancestry. So. Okay. Oh, just to clarify everything. Um, your dad was on Ancestry or no? I we did separate DNA tests. Okay. We did a we did a uh, test when when Ancestry first started. We did a test through my father, mm-hmm. um, through an agency. Um, okay. My father and my aunt both, who mm-hmm. uh, were raised as siblings and and as far as they know to this day are blood brother and sister, okay. but nothing shows on them whatsoever. It's like they're just non-existent. Um, there, are, there are no ties. As of now, there are no ties to them at all. Um, so me running mine, I was getting the same answer. So I just thought, you know, well, maybe nobody has ran a, ran a test that or was interested in doing their ancestry research. Mm-hmm. So we'll just wait. So we would check the site maybe every two or three months to see if we we had other matches new matches Mm -hmm. um and we just never did um my dad and and his sister matched but there was never anybody else so uh we we would talk about it we would still do the paper trail and we would always come to the same conclusion you know it would just we had a name and that's it um we never located any family members or anything like that um, so I decided to run another kit. They were running a special and this was maybe three years ago and they, uh, advertised that there was like a lot of improvements to their site. Uh-huh. Um, because keep in mind the first ancestry I did was early into their program. So that right. was maybe mid two thousands, if not later than that. Um, and the second kit I did was probably about three years ago. 
Better so with that, so. I started noticing <laughs> there was um, other names popping up. Oh, well, uh, Miss Christina, I, I hate to cut you off, but I'm going to pause for a quick break. You know, we have to pay the bills. So we got a word from our sponsors and spin a few records. And then we want to pick right back up in here. What happened with test number two with Ancestry? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everybody, welcome back. We were in the middle of this very intriguing story from Miss Christina Williams, where she was telling us about her journey with Ancestry.com. And in the first segment, we learned that, you know, the first trial with Ancestry really didn't give us any hits or any leads on anything. Uh, so now we're going to let you pick it right back up, Miss Christina, and let us know. So what happened with test number two? So um, upon getting the results for test number two, um, there were a, a lot of hits, um, people that I had no clue of who they were. <laughs> so I did a little digging, sent some, some emails, no response. Um, until March of 2021 of this year. Wow. Um, I, when I first ran the test, I probably checked like every week or every two weeks, really excited about who would pop up next. But I wasn't really receiving a lot of uh, information back. Or if so, they would just say that, you know, they're not sure how they're related to me. Right. Um, so for whatever reason in March, I, I cannot even tell you why I checked. It was just kind of, kind of out of boredom, to be honest. <laughs> um, I logged on and I get an email. And the person had reached out to me several times and said, Hey, I'm, I'm new to ancestry and I noticed that we're related and it states close relation. So that was new to me because um, I hadn't been on in so long. Ancestry had updated their accounts yet mm -hmm. again, and it allows you to see the exact relation of the person that you're matched with. So it'll okay. tell you, Close relation, which means um, a sibling or possibly mother and father. Wow. And then it goes on from second cousin, third cousin, and on. Gotcha. Um, and that was intriguing to me because this set states that I have a sibling. Oh, wow. Um, and that was unexpected. How did you feel seeing that? Um, initially, there was excitement. Mm -hmm. uh, but the flip side to that was, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little nervous. Sibling how? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I will say that um, I'm a military brat. I married military. You know, it it's not so much surprising <laughs> uh, being in the military family that sometimes there are outside children. Right. So um, I quickly got on the phone to my sister and called and was like, "Yo, I'm sending you a screenshot. Um, this gentleman may be our brother." That's what the DNA says. I'm going to have somebody double check it. Right. Um, let's talk. And she called me back and was like, whoa. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, at that time, uh, my father is now deceased. He's he's passed on for five years now. So our biggest concern was how are we going to talk to mom about this? Mm -hmm. You know, oh. how is she going to feel? You know, the protection and and right. the love for her kicked in. Right. And my sister kind of just said, well, they were young once and, you know, they they got married quickly. Maybe this was before her. We don't know, but let's find out and then we'll talk to her about it. Makes so um, the gentleman had left his phone number and 
I called him and right off the bat, like it was, it was really wild. We had an instant connection with one another. Wow. And uh, the first conversation, I think we talked for about four or five hours. Oh, wow. Just really going in depth of what made him do the DNA test. And for him, it was really just a, he said he just had a call to do it. Like um, his family was kind of against it because they really didn't, they had questions about, you know, where are your test results going to go? What are they going to do with your DNA? Things of that nature. Um, So he decided to just do it anyway, even though everybody thought that it was a bad idea. Um, And so we both shared our stories and talked about growing up and we shared photos and couldn't decide who belonged to who, you know. (laughs) Um, And in the midst of us sharing conversations, we talked maybe a week. And in the midst of that, I received another email that stated that they were an invest a genealogy investigator and they were working for someone that was my cousin. I didn't even know those existed. A genealogy investigator? Yes. Um, and I didn't either. Um, so that's pretty much all the, the woman does is um, helps join families together. So okay. and she can build family trees and things of that nature. So she left me her phone number. So at this point, um, myself and my newfound brother is on the phone and I'm telling him about her. And he's like, call, we, you know, maybe she could help us figure this out. And who is our cousin? I've never heard of that name. Do you know? So we were, we were still trying to put each other, like what side, who do you belong to, to my father? And he's like, well, what if you're my father's daughter? You know, and I'm like, you know, we were both open to the possibilities. I'll say that. Right. Um, within 24 hours, she got back to me. Um, she told me the story of the, the lady that she was working for. And he, the lights started going off. Like, wait a minute. You know, she's related to me by my dad's side. Um, but my dad's not from that area. Like, we, mm-hmm. we have a birth certificate and we know that he was not born in that area. It just doesn't make sense. Okay. So I opened up to her about my father's story mm-hmm. and she's she paused so i should have known something was wrong then <laughs> yeah clue number one and uh she she told me she needed to verify some things and she would get back to me uh no later than the next morning mm-hmm. so um in the process of all of this my daughter goes into labor oh and this is our first grandchild so um i was at the hospital and she literally got back to me as my grandson was being born. Oh, wow. And she stated that she had answers for me, but she didn't want to give me that information over the phone. She didn't feel comfortable texting it to me. Okay. So at that point, I knew that it was going to be more than what I anticipated. But um, I'm also a firm believer that the universe gives you what you need at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed. So I, I was patient with it. Uh, I let her know when I could talk. And she called me and let me know that um, my birth father was not uh, William Craig, the person that I was raised with. And that, in fact, I, my birth father was someone else, and which would have been uh, my newfound brother's father. Oh, okay. um, so that was a lot to digest. Um, 
Yeah. Initially, a, a, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, having the birth of a baby and then finding out that there was disconnect. Um, and what made that hard for me personally is that my grandson was going to be, was being named after my father. Mm. Um, so even with that, uh, something so joyous, my daughter was aware that uh, we had this discovery. Yeah. And she talked to me about how comfortable I was with that. But um, we definitely proceeded with naming him after my father. I still refer to him as my father because he was the epitome of a father. Right. Uh, so I don't lose, I, I never felt like I lost that. Um, it was more or less, it left me with a lot of questions. Like, did he know? Um, did he just not tell me to protect me or? You know, what What happened? How did this be? Mm-hmm. And I had those questions because I am the youngest child. So, and my parents had been married for 45 years. Okay. So there, there it did leave me with a lot of um, open-ended questions. Um, however, the relationship I had built um, in just that short period of maybe two weeks with my brother was still in the forefront of my head, like, this is your blessing yeah. Right. Um, because he is so supportive. Um, our relationship is as if we never lost 44 years. Right. Um, and I couldn't ask for um, a better brother. I've never had a brother. Um, so I've always, I have God brothers, but I, I can emphatically say that the relationship that I have with my, my actual brother does not hold a candle. Um, to anything else I've had like this is amazing to me to have someone that is so loving and so so supportive and so welcoming Um, not only to myself but my my kids awesome that's so good to hear because this could have went left really really fast yes yeah Um, yeah. that that is a lot to digest and then the timing of it all and then the the reason that you joined was not for yourself but for your dad but it all turned around um so to hear that silver lining is just, it just brings. And now it's time for our daily joke from Courtney. Okay. What did the tin man say when he was run over by a steamroller? Curses, foil again. And we're back, and we're still on the line with Mr. C.A. and Coach Cameron here with Miss Christina Williams. And I tell you what, I had to go pop some popcorn because this is, like, amazing. (laughs) (laughs) C.A., you all right okay? I'm good. I don't have no popcorn, you know, but uh, I'm I'm taking it all in. And, one, I'm I'm happy for you that uh, you were able to get answers to your questions. And I'm sure you probably still have some more answers that you're trying to get, but to know you have a brother to, and you guys hit it off, which is a good thing. You know, it's nothing bitter or bad, but to know that you guys hit it off and everything, like you never missed a beat. So that's awesome to hear. Very, very. And now listeners, I encourage you, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit pause, go grab yourself a glass of wine, and let's buckle up and hear the rest of Miss Christina's life. It's not a story. This is her life, people. Right. I'm about to. I'm about to do my ancestry now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's go for it. <laughs> All right, Miss Christina, if you don't mind, I'll turn the floor back over to you. If you can continue and let us know what happened next on your journey. Um, well, uh, that's where we are now. I, through talking to my brother, I found out that I do have other siblings. Um, I have recently spoke to my oldest sister, and that has been a beautiful connection. Um, I met the youngest brother, and that was absolutely amazing. Um, his spirit is is wonderful. He's very open and loving as well. I have three other sisters that I have not been able to uh, meet or contact as of yet. I'm just kind of giving them time to digest everything, and hopefully they they do understand that my heart is open to them and ready to receive when they're ready for me. Um, I do understand that this is a lot to take in for everybody. Um, and like I said point, before, I'm 44. so. And at I, this point, they're probably feeling like what you were feeling initially and in trying to protect your mom. Yes, absolutely. So right. They're probably going through that phase of it now. Yes. And, and it's very understandable. Um, I, I've had a lot of ups and downs when it comes to that. Um, life gets you, so sometimes you can't necessarily think about that. Um, right. But my my mindset is that um, this is new for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am I'm a very understanding person, so I do understand that um, it takes people time to to grasp certain things that are new especially in this instance um i've talked to adoptees um when i was searching for my dad's family and i understand uh, their ups and downs with these searches um sometimes they have great reunions and other times it's just a matter of well oh that's my name for real and yeah. they never meet anyone from those from their birth families um I, I'm definitely hopeful in knowing that I do have other family members and and the hopes of being able to meet them and find out stories about my father from other people, getting other perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking to my brothers, both brothers, uh, one of the first things that they mentioned is that I have his mannerisms. <laughs> uh, and that makes sense to me because growing up, I have always... Um, been told that I'm different mm-hmm. uh, but didn't know why you know right. um, and, and I, I'm cool with different like yeah. I definitely <clears throat> embrace that 100% but being around being in the company of people that were more like me um, has been very fulfilling to me mm-hmm. um, it, sure. it yeah it, it answers a lot of questions that I had over the years wow that amazing. Amazing. So what about your, your the search for your dad's family? Has that been resolved yet? Um, somewhat. So I do have an older sister um who is his his daughter. And we did her DNA and recently, actually just a month ago, uh, we started getting hits. Oh. Um so we know that there is family out there. Uh, they are not in this country. Um, some don't speak English, so that makes it a little hard to uh, to right. communicate. Um, because my patois, 
I don't speak French at all. <laughs> That's why it's extremely broken. And my Spanish is very broken. <laughs> so um, so we, we knew his ethnicity or what he thought was his ethnicity. Um, even though he was, he was raised in the Spanish community. Um, and he always knew that he assumed, let me say that, that he was black and Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been able to dig deeper and know that he is actually uh, Jamaican and Puerto Rican. Um, okay. And he was not actually born in this country. He has a birth certificate, but it is false. <laughs> uh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So his, his story had a lot of, um, so far what we've uncovered was that his mother um, was kidnapped. She was abducted. And Whoa. the person that abducted her actually impregnated her. <gasps> wow. Um, so oh, that is uh, one of the reasons why he went to school, he joined the military, and it is it's definitely um, a sign of those times how things were so much easier. Like He didn't have an actual birth certificate to join the army. He had a baptism record. And uh, which was a made-up church and a made-up family. We're gonna figure out a way for you. We're gonna make it there. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get you in there. This explains why when you were knocking on doors, everyone was like, "I'm not saying anything." (laughs) Absolutely. I was just joking about the snitches get stitches thing, but um, oh, it was very real in his case. Um, That community, the reason why a lot of them were so tight-knit is because there is a group of women within that community that are being hid in plain sight. Um, There are some things that went on when my dad's mother was abducted that um, for lack of a better terms is still going on today. So it it has just been generational that they do these things and it is hidden under the premise of a church. Oh my! Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, but it's it's a lot of mess. <laughs> yeah, the world yeah. we live in, the that's world we live in. That's like a whole other show that we probably <coughs> be a part of. Yeah, yes. yes. we, we have to do some law and order SVU. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually. Um, if any New Yorkers are listening to this, Mary Mays has been investigating until it's been years. Like she the last report that I know she did was like in 19 uh, I'm sorry not 19 uh, 2018 I think was the last investigative report she did about this particular church and the ladies of that church so uh, so far we've gotten word that um, my father has a total of 78 known siblings whoa I, I tried to whistle, but I can't. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. And this would be from the biological father. That is correct. Yes. Okay. That's a, that's a, wow. I'm speechless. How can you host a podcast and be speechless? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, that sounds like that can, like, again, go left really fast. So we're going to focus, like, CA, let's focus yes. on the good <laughs> part. Yeah, you over there, you still holding on? Oh, hey, I'm good. I'm I'm getting my law and order SVU stuff together, but uh, 
I'm good. I'm good. Like I said, I'm I'm glad everything turned out the way it turned out because it could have been another direction. So I'm thankful. Getting some answers that you've been trying to get, and your brother probably was looking for answers. So I'm glad y'all could connect, and hopefully that just builds a uh, a better and stronger bond for you and your your siblings in the long run. Yes, thank you for that. Well, Miss Christina, I want to thank you for being on and sharing your story. My hope is that you have inspired others like CA and and many others to right. to go ahead and and jump on the ancestry and this is not a paid sponsorship you guys anything i just found it very very interesting that ancestry could actually connect people with their bio families cuz that's just not an option i ever thought of so thank you for sharing your story it's definitely intriguing i can't wait for you to write the book Hint. Right, right. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So, what's next for you, Miss Williams? Um, as of now, what's next is preparing for this new grandchild. Uh, that that's been my focus to get get my household ready for that because I was raised old school. So, when she has the baby, she will be with me. Wow. Uh, mama's feet don't hit the floor, so <laughs> I'm super old school with that. Um, and just whatever spirit leads me to do, to be quite honest, um, I, I'm definitely a free spirit. So when, when it hits me to do something, that's what I do. Awesome. Love it. I love it. Well, I cannot. Good luck, grandma. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. CA is enjoying his grandchildren. How many grandchildren are you housing right now, Mr. CA? Hey, we ain't talking about me, but I got five. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, and they call you for some advice. Yeah, (laughs) so cute, cute. Uh, Christina. I cannot let you go without asking because it's uh, getting towards the end of the year, and our end of the year show on December twenty eighth is going to highlight everyone's favorite song of twenty twenty one. So I have to ask: Do you have a favorite song of twenty twenty one? Oh my goodness! Um. No. <laughs> I know that's such an odd answer. No. Um, but I'm a fan of so many different genres. To be honest, no. I never even thought about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we won't play one. I'll I have to pick a song for you in your honor then. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you again for sharing your experience with us. I truly appreciate it because... It's very brave of you not only to take on the, the search as you have for your dad and end up finding your own family, but to share it because a lot of yeah. people will hold it in, you know, family secrets. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Family secrets. Matter of fact, there we go, CA. CA and I were talking earlier. What are we going to title this podcast? Maybe we'll call it Family Secrets. I don't, I don't know. You can name it uh, many things. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> He's gonna start off and then go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. What did I say at first? Uh, you said the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. We might get a better title than that now. Yeah. After, after hearing the whole whole story. Absolutely. And Christina, I wish you much luck on your continued journey. 
And if we can be of any assistance, do not hesitate. We are here for you. CA, I'm speaking on your behalf as well. Hope you don't mind. (laughs) But we are here for you if you need anything. And we would love to have you back on and co-host again one day. Okay, sure. Just let me know. Absolutely. So take care of yourself and tell the family we all said hello because I heard about those tornadoes. Oh, yes. Thank you. Continue to pray for our community because we will definitely need it in in the days to come. We sure Indeed, will. indeed. We got you. All right. Now, everybody, that wraps up another wonderful guest on Coaching After Dark with Coach Ken. Stay tuned. CA and I will be back. All right. And that concludes episode two of Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim, the morning show for night shifters. I hope I made this graveyard shift go a little bit smoother for you. I hope it was entertaining. I know I enjoyed myself. Can't wait to chat with you again next week. If you have any requests, make sure to get them into the show so that I can play them for you. If you need some advice, make sure you get those emails in. Reese is waiting for you. If you just want to say hello, make sure you get those messages in. I want to say hello back. Let me know you're listening and you're enjoying what we do. The morning show for night shifters. Huh, who'd have thunk it? Love and light, my friends. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim. If you're an artist and want your music played on my podcast, send me a text at 904-323-2155. My email address is coachkim at coachkim.net. If you'd like to reach out to me on social media, it's at coachkim4life. Thank you. Hope to hear from you soon. And once again, thanks for listening.